Hi everybody, how you doing? It's good to be back with you here again. My name is Noel Michael Smith and you're listening to the Low Food Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. This talk show today is called Judge By Your Own Standards. It's something kind you know what, look, I go to church every Sunday. I get my inspiration from him above. I wake up each morning, pray for understanding that you have understanding in what I'm trying to tell you. First and foremost, I'm a teacher. I live and die by that. It's in me. It's something I do and something I want to continue doing. And teaching is not going to a class, whether it be a studio or an academic class, and something you do and walk away and turn off from. I heard people say that. um, I do a lot of teaching at school, and I'm going to turn off from it when I get home. You actually don't ever turn off from teaching. If you've got children or brothers and sisters, you just naturally are that type of person, this naturally teacher, and you want to show people and make them the best they can possibly be. So this show here is no exception. What kind of person are you? Yeah, Are you the kind-hearted, warm, loving person? Are you angry, horrible, and miserable, and nasty constantly? You know, you've got to ask yourself these questions because this show is all about judging by your own standards, and most of us do. I'm no exception, right? And anything I'm going to say to you, I'm human just like yourselves out there. So it, does, it, it all applies to me as well. You know, there's so many critics and so-called gurus out there giving people information on whether it be internet, we are on the internet, whether it be on YouTube, Facebook, or doing podcasts like myself. And they believe they're high and mighty. Look, I'm just giving you this because I'm giving you this because it's something I'd be telling myself anyway. And as I said, I am no different from you all out there. Do you know, the way you see yourself is the way you would treat others. Like cold and hot, night and day, good and bad. We all have yin and yang. Now, you know, most of us, when criticized, step into a streak of defensiveness. Yeah, You can remind yourself how easy it is when criticized to start defending all that negativity. But really, <laughs> is it defendable? You've got to ask yourself this question. right? We always see things in rose-tinted glasses. We are always perfect, but the other person isn't. So quick to criticize. You will say things like, you are so, and you don't do, and why can't you? You could put in your own comments in between that. However, have you ever stopped to check that you may be exactly the same? Because we never do that, do we? When it is done to us, we're quick to defend. We want to defend it. When did I do that? Give me a moment when you thought I did that. Come on, pull out a point. I want a year, month, day, time when I did that. You can't. You see, you can't tell me, oh, yes, I can. It was this, this. Oh, yes, but when I did that, it was because of. You know, we're always quick to defend our own shortcomings, but hasten to give our opinion on others. We judge people by our own standards. If you're a thief, do you think... You would trust somebody in your house by themselves because you're a thief. You judge people by your own standards. If you're a warm, loving person and would give anything you have to a stranger, you will invite strangers into your home and not think anything of it. As I said, there's pros and cons. You may invite a stranger into your home with the greatest will in the world and you end up being rubs blind. Or 
you might be extremely suspicious, you're a thief and a dirty, rotten scoundrel, and don't trust anybody. But that person that you don't trust could be the very person that could turn you around and save your ass. So it's, it has its pros and cons. The best thing for me to tell you, best bit of advice I can give you, if any, is to align yourself with like-minded people, yeah? If you're a thief, I guess you're going to be hanging with thieves. If you're a good-hearted, loving person, hang with good-hearted, loving people. As far as a thief goes, turn yourself around. And if you don't give a person a chance and you don't trust anybody, you're not going to be in a position to be turned around. We all have the same thoughts and traits as each other. If someone is sniffing constantly, you're on a train, which has happened to me a lot of times. You know, these guys are constantly sniffing. I feel like giving them a handkerchief or a Kleenex to just blow their nose properly. Or they're reading really loudly or they're moving around and they're just constantly irritating. Remember, we all have the same traits. We all have the same out there. We've just got different degrees of it. I sniff just like anybody else. A lady once said to me, I eat loudly. There's nothing I could do about that. And it's the first time I've ever been told that. And she even put her hands over her ears. But I've been amongst many people and I've never had that. It's just her perception of it. I've got to reset my parameters. And how do I do that? It's simple. Raise your tolerance and lower your expectation, your standards. For me, that simple adjustment of my parameters just cancelled out anything or any problems I would have with a total stranger doing whatever they may be doing that may be annoying me. I tell myself this all the time. It's my judgment that is responsible for any anger, annoyance, irritation I may have, not the event itself. What does that mean? That means when I get annoyed from people, I'm just using myself as a, a devil's advocate here now, yeah? Because I actually don't get annoyed about so many things because I deflect it. I know it's not the person, it's not the event, it's what's going on in my head. Think differently and it'd be fine. I'll tell you something, right? You could annoy yourself and get angry and you've seen many movies and things where people are upset and they end up smashing up furniture and so forth and and boy yes we all know that anger could take control of our whole entire bodies but here's the thing scenario you're a writer you're doing an editorial your computer breaks you go to the backup computer we all have one of those and most people have a laptop and a desktop so you go to the desktop or you go to the laptop whichever one broke you find that that's broken as well and remember, broken could be hardware or software. The machine might not turn on, that's hardware. Those machines are like two things because hardware and software are separate. So you could go to one machine, and this has happened to me on occasions, and it's really bad, where one machine won't work because it's a hardware problem, it won't turn on, hard drive's broken, motherboard is corrupted, anything, any one of those things. Right? I don't want to get into the technical jargon of it. So you go to your other machine knowing that everything's all well and good. But you've upgraded to a higher operating system. Your software that you want to write with has got conflict. So again, that machine's broken. It's almost as if Satan said nothing's going to work for you today. You go to a friend's house, but your hard drive won't show up on his thing. Or if you've got your stuff stored in the cloud, you can't pull it down because you don't have the cloud service on his computer. There's a million one things. You know, it's like the human body. There's so many things that could go wrong and they've all got to be working in the right way at the right time 
the right place in order for it to work properly. It's amazing how we can stand, walk, talk, because there are so many moving parts to us, and it's exactly the same thing with computers. So when they go wrong, it's actually amazing how they don't go wrong more often. Man's done a great job making those things. But, you know, you've got this thing to write, and you've got a deadline, and you've gone to all these obstacles, and everything's against you. What do you do? Do you go crazy? Do you start smashing up the computer? No, because if you do that, you're setting a precedent for how you would treat other people. Remember the name of this show? Judge by your own standards. And if you let those standards drop, you're going to be judging other people in the same way. And there's something to be said about judging people in that way, because it's like a vicious circle. You judge somebody by a horrible standard, they're going to see that in you. All right, let me explain something now. Who are you most drawn to? The person who makes themselves feel great or the person who makes others feel great? I'll ask it again in a different way. Who are you more attracted to? What's more attractive? Someone who wants other people to feel warm, comfortable and loved or someone who just wants themselves to feel warm, comfortable and loved and to heck with everyone else? Well, I know who I'm drawn to, right? I'm drawn to the person who wants to do good for others. Does that remind you of a teacher? That's teachers, right? Regardless of what the person's teaching. Helping people does not diminish you as a person. It makes you stronger. It makes you bigger. It draws people to you, makes you warmer, brings you closer, gives you a connection with others. We are a community. We live together, right? Having connections with people is a good thing. Let people know how fantastic they are not how fantastic you are. Do you know when I do when someone tells me I'm in the wrong and I may be sensing that myself? I throw myself into the past and think about what Martin Luther King would do because he tackled everything on a peaceful level, non-violence. If I cannot remember any of his stuff and I can't find any words of strength from him, I go into his doctrines, I go into his readings, read his books, listen to his speeches, and out of that, I always find my answer. Who do you go to? Do you have somebody? We all have to radiate with somebody. Do you know the urge to believe in yourself more and more is strong and powerful? And people strive and try to get that at all costs. But I believe that it's actually the opposite. I think that you should believe in yourself less and believe in others more. And in that, you will find empowerment. And don't get me the wrong way. I'm not talking about believing in celebrities, movie stars and singers. Just the general people around you, the God-loving people around you. They're the ones you need to believe in more. Don't cast them to one side. Grab onto those people and fry them and build a connection together. Do you know most of us are bad accountants? <laughs> yeah. Why are we bad accountants or bookkeepers? Because we rate high what we've paid out and rate low what we receive. Think about that for a minute, because we could all understand money, currency. I spent some time with my old sensei, and he felt miserably short of all the expectations I have of being a human being and a developing human being at that and I believe that he hadn't moved on, in my opinion. In his opinion, he might think different. 
And I'm not into going sideways because if you go sideways, you're actually stagnated because everyone's moving ahead of you. And um, there was some difficulty with my daughter and we've mended those bridges. She's 25 soon. My time with her led me to reevaluate a lot of things that I have done over the years and have been doing over the years. So it's just we all got to progress, right? And we all reinvent ourselves. We have to do that because if you don't, then you're the same person that you were yesterday and the day before and the day before that. And we have the power to make that change, as Michael Jackson says. And um, when you make that change, you've got to know why you want to change and do you want to change and do you need that change? Because to go around in life and think that you are who you are and that's how it is, is being very arrogant. You know, as I said, we all want to better yourself. We all want to make ourselves better. Because at the end of the day, you will not have those clothes, not have that car, not have that house. None of that would matter anymore. But the thing that will matter is who you are as a person. That's what's left. That's all that's going to be left when you're gone. Who was that person? Because they're not going to care about the car you drove, the clothes you wore, the amount of money you had, right? No one cares about that with Michael Jackson. No one cares about that with Amy Winehouse, Whitney Houston, and many more that's gone before them. They care about the person that they were. They talk about the personality. Yeah, you, you've got to leave yourself that legacy because that's all you've got to leave. Nothing but that. So here and now, fix yourself up because you will be judged, man. <laughs> by people on this earth, that's where you'll be judged by. My daughter gives me a realization on how I want to be perceived. And when I was running around with my old instructor, I didn't want to be that person. It was very self-centered. And there is a place for that. Don't make it a part of you. Now, um, I want to end this by saying um, it's a simple thing to know if you've cracked this or not. When you are constantly happy, smiling, with a broad face and your teeth is showing all the time because your mouth is always open due to the lovely and wonderful sunshine smile that you have. You have won the game. You have won the battle. Now, um, short show today, but I hope you are feeling good and enjoying our new videos we've got going on. So I'm going to leave you with some beautiful words, and that is that I love you all. You are fabulous out there, and I just want you to grow with me. As I said, we're on a journey this year, and I hope the journey has started already with you because we're having a great time. 2018 is some kind of year. Don't let obstacles get in the way. They're hurdles, they're obstacles. You can go around, over, through, or under. Bo, see you next time. I'll speak to you next time.